0: You don't need another sign. You don't need another sign. Tell the next person you don't need another sign. Please look at them carefully and tell them you don't need another sign. Look at their faces. You can smile and tell them you don't need another sign. I beg you, give them a small laugh and tell them you don't need another sign. Give a clap offering unto the Lord. All of us have been looking for signs that would make us feel loved and accepted. As a matter of fact, we can look at the weather. And when you look at the weather, you're so concrete that it's not going to rain. But within a split second, the weather changes. And it begins to rain. Because there's no solidity in the sign of the weather. Sometimes (laughs) you can put your faith and rest in the sign of a smile of somebody you so look forward to. But you turn your face to look at it and it's not there. Because their smile fades and it fades in their moods. Praise God. So every man is looking for a sign to love, to commit, to trust, to have faith. And until you see that sign, you don't want to commit. You don't want to commit. You don't want to commit. And so people live life to accept what they accept because they have seen a sign, an indication. And so was it when Jesus came. The Pharisees and the Sadducees were looking out for a sign. Because all their lives they have lived with signs. When God was about to redeem them from Egypt, he redeemed it with signs. When they got to the Red Sea, he made them pass through with a sign. Elijah called fire from heaven as a sign. So they have lived all their lives with God giving them signs. So when Jesus came, as a matter of fact, Jesus did everything that he needed to do. They still needed a sign. Since the day human beings ate the fruit in the garden of Eden, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, they no more have the sign within them they now look for sign outside them <laughs> Matthew 12:38 to 41 One day some teachers they are not students teachers of religious law and pharisees came to Jesus and said teacher we want you to show us a miraculous sign to prove your authority but jesus replied only an evil adulterous generation would demand a miraculous sign but the only sign everybody said the only i will give them is the sign of the prophet jonah so jesus Clarifies it clearly. You don't need another sign. I'm going to give you only one sign. And that is going to be the sign for life. That it is going to be my attestation. Of the authority I carry. And everybody who comes into the fold. This is the sign they must be hooked onto. No other sign. If they get hooked on to any other sign or they are looking for another sign, I won't give them. That's only one sign. And he says that sign is the sign of the prophet Jonah. For as Jonah was in the belly of the great fish for three days and three nights, so will the Son of Man be in the heart of the earth for three days and three nights. The people of Nineveh will stand against this generation on judgment day and condemn it. For they repented of their sins at the preaching of Jonah. Now someone greater than Jonah is here. But you refuse to repent. You refuse to change your mind. That's repentance. Repentance is change of mind. You refuse to change your mind. Nineveh changed their mind at the preaching of Jonah, but you refused to change your mind. Now, until you understand the story of Jonah, you can't understand what Jesus is saying. So what happened with the prophet Jonah? How did he end up in the belly of the whale? Where was he going? What was he doing? Nineveh was a city of the Assyrians. It was one of their major cities in Mes- Mesopotamia. And as a matter of fact, they were very bad. Very evil. But as a matter of fact, God was not interested in their destruction. So God wanted to send somebody there. And he sent Jonah. The meaning of Jonah is dove. so he sent the Holy Ghost there (laughs) as a matter of fact Jonah's father the one who gave birth to Jonah is called Amitai 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 means my truth who is the truth Jesus so Jesus gave birth to the Holy Ghost is that right So Jesus was not interested in the destruction of Nineveh. So truth sent the dove. When Noah <laughs> had been redeemed from the destruction of the flood, what came to let them know that peace has come to the earth, the dove. So Jesus sent the dove. To Nineveh to bring his peace. But Jonah felt that, in fact, these people were too wicked and they deserved to die. So instead of going on the assignment, Bible said he turned the opposite direction. So if they said he should go west, he went where? If they say he should go north, he went what? Opposite. Say, me. Go and talk to these people. They deserve to die. I don't know who said you deserve to die. And you need a sign to make you live. There's only one sign. And that sign has been given already. You don't deserve to die. You deserve the love of God. Just like Nineveh, you deserve to be loved. You, you deserve to be lavished with good things. You are not forsaking. He loves you. Send Jonah to them. So Jonah was running away. He was on the ship. And then storms came because of him. Can you believe that? The people started crying, wailing, shouting. Everybody was praying to their God. Jonah was sleeping. Can you believe this? The trouble caused I was sleeping. They woke him up. Guy, can you sleep in this? He said, I know why I'm sleeping. I'm sure I'm the cause of all this. Throw me into the water. And you guys will be fine. The people were very generous. I said, no, no, you, we don't have to do that. So they still prayed. They said, okay, then let's pray to your God so that we plead with him. Even men have mercy. We can't throw you into the sea like that. So they prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed. prayed. They realized the thing was not, it was becoming even more intense. So at the point they said, well, then you have to go. And that's how far man's mercy can go. It always has a a, a limit. Did you hear my point? Yes, it does. It always has a limit. So they threw him there. The moment they threw him into the sea, the rage stopped. And the people were outstruck. They were like, what? Your God is powerful. Your God is mighty. There and then, the Bible said they were saved. They said and they vowed, we shall save the God of Jonah. Even in the midst of disobedience, God used the opportunity to save people. So, Jonah was now on his own. But look at what God did. The Bible said, God arranged a great fish. Somebody say, God arranged. God arranged. Listen, God is an arranger. <laughs> he arranged a great fish to swallow Jonah. So, Jonah thought that, oh, he was left alone. But the point is that the cost of the people to be destroyed is too much for God. So that he will not allow. Tell somebody, you don't need another sign. sign. (laughs) That if God had to arrange a fish to swallow Jonah, for Jonah to stay alive, for Jonah to go on the assignment to save Nineveh, he would do it. So Jonah spent three days, three nights in the belly of the fish. And God kept him alive. And do you know why God is doing all of this? Because of Nineveh. What is the meaning of Nineveh? Nineveh means handsome, agreeable. Everybody was seeing an evil, wicked city. A city to be neglected. A city that should not be looked at. A city that should be frowned upon. But God called that city a great city. He said, I'm sending you, Jonah, to a great city. God sees you. And he sees what no man can see. He sees the best in you. He sees the the glorious woman, the glorious man. The beautiful, the handsome, the agreeable, the malleable, the flexible That's how God sees you. So Jonah went on the assignment, got to Nineveh. And when he got there, Bible said after he preached, the people accepted the message. Because the Holy Ghost has been sent already to convict them. To hear and accept the truth. Listen to me very carefully. Anytime I tell you to go out and preach, listen to me. I'm not saying that you are going to change people. The moment I say go out and preach, the Holy Ghost already has his own targets. He has already touched their hearts. All you need to do is to say a word. And the moment you speak, he has already gone ahead of you. Because no man can change any man. It's the Holy Spirit that changes all. Right from the beginning, God gave man the mandate to dominate everything else apart from man. So no man can dominate another man. It is not part of the mandate of man. God didn't give that to any man. He gave us the mandate to dominate everything apart from human beings. So you can change things. You can change your man. Try and you see how frustrating it is to try to change somebody. Change. It's the Holy Ghost that does that work. And Bible said, even the king of Nineveh gave a decree. Everybody go into fasting. Listen to the God of Jonah. Change your ways. Let's save this city so that this city shall not be destroyed. And Bible said, all of them went into ashes and they heed to the message. And by the grace of God. God changed his mind. But Jonah did not know that God has changed his mind. He was waiting for their destruction. Like the typical prophet of today. He told you that you are going to have an accident. And he is waiting for the accident to happen. So that everybody says he prophesied good. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. They prophesy good. Yeah. Say Charlie. And I wonder how why every time when they prophesy, it's bad. They don't see anything good. And then when it happens that they come and say, Yeah, I said it. Ah, you think that's the God we serve? They take pride. Jonah was there before. 6,000 years before they came, Jonah. Jonah was there. Ah! So Jonah went to hide somewhere. And where he was hiding, there was a lot of heat. So a shrub grew and covered him. And he found comfort there. Waiting for God's Choices to be destroyed. And he waited and waited. It was not happen- happening. And then he got angry. I told you, God. I told you before I came. This is not my story. It's in the Bible. Jonah was angry at God. He said, I told you. Ah, he, so he complained to the Lord about it. Didn't I say before I left home that you would do this, Lord. That is why I ran away to Tashish. I knew that you are a merciful and a compassionate God. Slow to get angry and filled with unfailing love. You are eager to turn back from destroying people. You see, sometimes I don't know who explained God to you. And they always make you feel that God hates you. And with a passion, he wants to destroy you. Jonah knew God. And look at the way Jonah knew God. May you know God that way. Amen. Jonah was angry. He said, I know you've wasted my time. If you knew, why did you send me? But God will always need a vessel. Praise the Lord. And Jonah didn't know that he was fulfilling prophecy. He was a symbolism of this Jesus to come. Are you getting the point? That he would spend three nights and three days in the belly of the whale, just like Jesus. So Jonah was a symbolism and notification of the Savior to come. So the guy was there waiting for the people to be destroyed and he was so angry. And God said, let me teach him a lesson. And God targeted his head. His head. And made a worm, he arranged a worm to eat just that part of the shrub. And then the heat started burning his head right from that point. So you see, the heat was coming on top of his head. So he felt so uncomfortable that to a point he even wished to die. Until the shrub itself was killed. So he was left with nothing but heat. He said, I want to die. And God said, Jonah, do you really want to die? He said, yes. You've taken the shrub away and I want to die. What is this? I prefer dying than living in this heat. And then God said, oh, a shrub that you didn't create. You are even angry that I killed it. And you are expecting me to kill about 120,000 people that I've created in my image and likeness. It cannot happen. Jonah, you have value for shrubs. You don't have value for the people that I love. David said it. He said, who is man? That you are so mindful of him. That is how God's mind is on you. His mind is full of you. He doesn't want you to be destroyed. He's looking down on you with compassion, with love. And so he spared the people of Nineveh. And used this lesson to teach Jonah. So when Jesus told the people... I'm going to give you the sign of the prophet Jonah. Jesus was trying to tell them that the love that I had for the people of Nineveh to use Jonah to die in the belly of the womb and to rise up again to go and save Nineveh is that same love I've extended to these people. And listen to me. I am going to die for them and resurrect and save them. And that sign alone should be the sign of my authority and of my love. I don't need to give them any other sign that I love them. This sign is the attestation of my love and authority. That any time they know that I died for them, that I came God By myself to die. They must know that I love them. So they will see situations. They will see people. They will see storms. They will see unfortunate things. Whatever they see around them. They should not be perturbed. This sign that I have given them. Is enough for them to know. How much I love them. Nothing should make them feel. Unconvinced. That I don't love. I came just like Jonah. I died. I rose to spare them. It doesn't matter what name anybody calls them. I love them. It is my sign for them. As you're sitting here, I know. You're looking for a sign. Because of what went wrong last week, last year, last two years. You think God has deserted you. And you are looking for another sign. God, if you give me the job, it shows you love me. God, if you give me that man, it shows you love me. God, if you give me this, it shows you love me. He says, you don't need another sign. My authority and my love is more than giving you this thing. I died for you. I stood in your place. And if I have died for you, I have everything else for you. That is why he called them adulterous generation. They are the only ones that seek for a sign. So they hop from church to church. From prophets to prophets. From malams to malams. adulterous. They are flirting. Are you getting the point? With all sorts of spiritualities. Just because they need a sign. Why do you flock to prophets, most of you? Because they give you a sign. They give you a sign. Yeah. And the moment they call your name, that's when you know God loves you. If The moment the service goes, and they don't call your name, you go home, and you are like, hey, hey, hey. You don't need a sign. You don't need another sign. Let me tell you, our faith in the death, resurrection of Christ is the only sign. Did you know how you got born again? That's how you got born again. You accepted him by his death, burial, and what? Did you see any sign? Was it an external thing? It was an internal thing. And by that same faith, you hold on. Don't look for any sign. 2018, don't look for any sign. In fire and in water, he loves me. Things go bad. He loves me. Things go well. He loves me. In every situation, I am full of his love. No matter what happens, no matter what comes my way, I am filled with his love. Because if he died for me and I know his finished work, I don't need any other. I don't need any other. I don't need any other. Don't look to the promises of people and say that that is a sign that he loves me. Don't look to what people do and say that, oh, this is the sign. And if they don't do, he doesn't love me. Eh, Some of you go and say, hey, there's so much disappointment. They've prayed that prayer for you several times. And disappointment still comes. Because that's where your sign of authority of who Christ is in. But anything you put your authority in will fail you. Until you put it in the finished work of Christ. Forget it. That's why I sang the song I sang. In Christ alone. I find my hope. Christ alone. In his finished work. Nothing more. Nothing less. He told them. The only sign I will give them. Is the sign of the prophet Jonah. It's the only sign. He's the only sign. First Corinthians chapter 1, 22-25. Look at what Apostle Paul says. Apostle Paul says, For the Jews request a sign. And the Greeks seek after wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified. To the Jews, a stumbling block. To the Greeks, foolishness. But to those who are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God, and the wisdom of God. Because the foolishness of God is wiser than men. And the weakness of God is stronger than men. Ah, listen to me. When you believe in the finished work of Christ, it is foolishness unto men. But the foolishness of God is wiser than men. When they say that, oh, as for you, everything, grace, grace, grace. Everything grace. Okay. So they say everything strength. And their strength is failing them. They have everything, yet they are not happy. They have everything, but they are committing suicide. The little thing, and they give up hope. But you are still carrying on because your strength is not in yourself. Your strength is in Christ. Even the weakest person that thrives on the finished work of Christ is stronger than the strongest person that trusts in themselves. <laughs> Check the statistics and so you will know. It is not the abundance of things. It is who you trust in. Christ says, I will not give them. I don't, I don't Your sign. Which sign? I will not give them. I'll give them me. My death, burial, and resurrection. 1 Corinthians two. For I have, I have resolved. I have resolved. I have resolved. I have resolved. I have made up my mind. I am determined. Nothing will change my mind. I have resolved. To know nothing. While I was with you. Except Jesus Christ. And him. Crucified. resolved. 2018, resolve. I said 2018, resolve. That you will know nothing. Except Christ and Him. Because the moment you are able to know and acknowledge that, everything else gives way for you. Because it is the most unfathomable work of the supernatural. Everything is below that standard. Tell me who went to the grave and came back by himself. Tell me. Tell me. Everything else is substandard. So he's saying this is the standard. Every other sign is below the standard. Forget it. Take this standard and forget about every other standard. Go to every religious leader and ask them, who died and rose up by themselves? Not one. So there's no other standard. This is the standard. This is the standard. This is the sign. This is it. My love is with you. My authority is with you. Romans 1:16 For I am not ashamed of this good news about Christ because it is the power of God at work saving everyone who believes the Jews first and also the Gentiles. Amazing. Galatians 2:19 to 21. For I, through the law, died to the law that I might live to God. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God. Who loved me and gave himself for me. 21, I love it. I do not set aside the grace of God. For if righteousness comes through the law, then Christ died in vain. Don't set aside the grace of God. The power of his resurrection releases grace. Don't set that aside looking for other signs to feel cool and to feel good. Stay focused. 2018, stay focused on the finished work of Christ. It gives and releases every other thing. Don't let your need drive you. Don't be need-oriented. And let it drive you into stuff. The finished work of Christ will give you the sustainable Release of joy overflow. Peace that passes understanding. You will live beyond what the world looks onto. You'll be free-spirited. You'll always be joyful in the Lord. And things will come to you when you didn't even ask for. I praise the Lord Jesus. I pray that from today you'll not look for another sign. To feel love. You know, look for another sign to see the authority for which you have on this earth. You are the blessed one. You are the most loved one because Christ died for you. He was buried on your behalf. And by Him, together you rose up. You are sitting at the right hand of God. You are in authority. Beyond powers and principalities, you are the best of God. In Jesus' name, Amen. Grace, grace, glorious grace At the cross, you called it finished Thank you for listening to Grace Pills by Rev. Josh Lai Lead Pastor, Caris Center International We believe the Word has begun a good work in you May God's amazing grace lead you to a peaceful and joy-filled life Karis Center International Living Heaven on Earth Car-